Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! No promises. <laughs> Might be quite the radio show here, but that's okay. I'm going to let everybody else do all the talking. What's up, everybody? Coulter Nuanez back in the state of Montana, back here in the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. I don't even know if I'm happy to be home yet. I just got here like half an hour ago. We left bright and early about 6.30 in the morning from Boise, Idaho to get here on time for this show. We also didn't go to bed till about 3.30 last night because the press conference after the men's championship game at the Big Sky Tournament didn't get over till 1.30 in the morning. That's a new record. I don't know if that's ever going to be broken. 9.30 p.m. tips. Oh, boy. <laughs> I hope uh, you guys all stayed up to watch it. It was quite, uh, quite an evening. And uh, as the dust settles, you know, we emerge back here into the Treasure State. Montana State, going back to the NCAA tournament. I, I got to say, it, it is one of the craziest, most unlikely rises that I could ever remember. Because we talk a lot about the interstate rivalry between Montana and Montana State. And, you know, it stretches into academics and, you know, the dance teams, the bands, Football, basketball, all of it. But the spot that I thought Montana State was perhaps never going to catch Montana, and that's not even just to say Montana, but I thought would probably never catch Weber State, Eastern Washington. I thought Montana State men's basketball was going to be stuck in the middle forever. 
And that's just not the case. Danny Sprinkle has shattered the glass ceiling at his alma mater. And MSU is going back to the NCAA tournament for the second year in a row. That's the first time in their school's history. How good has this run been? 52 wins over the last two seasons. Two NCAA tournaments. That makes up half of the NCAA tournaments in the history of Montana State's men's basketball. So we will talk our way around some of the best of the best from Boise this last weekend. Including Montana State's 85-78 win over Northern Arizona. We have reactions from uh, various primary characters from last night's championship game. Danny Sprinkle, Raekwon Battle, Jabril Bello of MSU. We'll hear from Shane Burkar and Xavier Fuller of the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks. What a run by NAU. The eight seed, excuse me, the nine seed. They were one game away from being the team with the most losses in NCAA tournament history. I don't know if you want that distinction, but if you get that distinction, it means you figured out how to win at the right time, even if you couldn't figure out how to win all season long. And uh, I was just so impressed with NAU. I thought they were really good this year. I I shouldn't say good. I thought they were really talented this year. I thought they were the hard luck losers more than just about any team I can remember in the Big Sky Conference. And uh, they have a lot to build on. They have a lot of good pieces coming back. I think they have a pretty darn good coach in Shane Burkar. So we'll hear a couple thoughts from NAU as well. Then we'll try to put this thing in perspective and uh, share some thoughts with Danny Sprinkle and Raekwon Battle about what all this means. You know, just just what this run has taken, how the Bobcats have ascended to this point, and uh, what they think about the opportunity Upcoming on the horizon. Selection Sunday isn't until this upcoming Sunday, so a little bit different. A lot of times, Big Sky, well, not a lot of times, almost always the Big Sky has had their championship on Saturday night. And so then uh, you, you try to beat feet back home. I mean, like last year, for example, when MSU won it, they jumped on a bus and had to get back to Bozeman to watch the selection show from Bozeman. Fun, certainly. But uh, unbelievable grind, and then you got to get back on a plane and head to your NCAA tournament site. So the, the Bobcats do have a couple extra days, as do the Sacramento State Hornets, the uh, Sac State women's basketball team, champions of the Big Sky Conference uh, on the women's side. They will find out where they go uh, on Sunday as well. So uh, pretty much all Big Sky Conference tournament and state tournament talk here in hour number one. We'll have as many up-to-date state tournament scores for you as um, – we're about two, three games in at each of the various state tournaments. Double-A boys and girls are in Butte. A boys and girls are in Bozeman. B boys and girls are in Great Falls. And C boys and girls are in Billings. So we'll give you as many up-to-date scores from that as we can. Also worth noting that it's not just Montana State that's competing on a national level. We got several Frontier Conference teams from around the state of Montana that continue to roll as well. Montana Tech... The Frontier Conference Tournament champions out of Butte, they win in overtime last night in uh, uh, on the Montana Tech campus in the Mining City. So they're headed to the Sweet 16 of the NAIA National Tournament. They'll take on top-ranked William Penn of Iowa uh, in that Sweet 16 round on Monday at 7 p.m. And then in the women's bracket, uh, we have several uh, different um, teams still remaining Carroll College, Montana Western, Rocky Mountain College, they all remain alive. 
they are all uh, into the round of 16 as well. So just a testament to how strong Frontier Conference basketball is. And just basketball around the state of Montana. Hour number two will really break down the women's championship and uh, just what it took for Sacramento State to rise to where they uh, have ascended to. It's an interesting analysis, twofold, for especially for those of you, uh, which is basically all of you, uh, at least that are listening live here on Nuanas Now, from here in the state of Montana. Trisha Bentford is the longest-tenured coach in the Big Sky Conference in 18 seasons at Montana State. Just completed her 18th year. Surpassed 300 wins this year. She's the second all-time winningest coach in the history of the Big Sky Conference at this point. And she's built a, a model program that's been very consistent and uh, won at a high level, especially over the last half-dozen years. At Montana... They're under the guidance of Brian Holsinger, who's in his second season at the helm. Same as Mark Campbell. That's why it's an interesting analysis. Mark Campbell has taken the league by storm. He took the Sac State job. He almost took the Montana job. Instead, he lands at Sac State, and he's got the Hornets dancing for the first time ever. Is this indicative? Is there a parallel to the Lady Grizz being vastly behind? What if Mark Campbell would have landed with the Lady Grizz? And should Trisha Minford and Montana State and the rest of the league be on high alert because Mark Campbell is, is using a completely different formula than uh, we've seen before in Big Sky Women's Basketball. And it's been incredibly successful at year two at Sac State. They have an RPI of 78. They have 25 wins already. And they were dominant in the Big Sky Tournament Championship game yesterday afternoon. So, Chris Redpath, our women's basketball insider, she will join us for uh, most of hour number two, our final episode of the season of Around the Big Sky in Women's Hoops. It's presented by Ryan and Miller. Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorney. So that's your show outlook. Pretty much all hoops all the time here uh, on Nuanas Now. Let's take a look at, well, let's just have some fun, really. Uh, before we get into the, the nuts and bolts and the analysis and all the sound bites, Here's my uh, top 10 things that I uh, experienced in Boise. My top 10 from 10 to 1, just from the last uh, week or so, hanging out in Idaho's capital city. Number 10, they they have all sorts of fun in between quarters and in between games and and TV timeouts and stuff. They have promotions on the court to keep everybody entertained. And one of the promotions was uh, the opportunity for fans to shoot half-court shots for the opportunity to win a kayak. Well, the first guy to try hit the first shot he tried, and he won the kayak. So that was a short-lived promotion, uh, but also so cool for that guy. And it was just like a a fun moment, which then preceded another buzzer beater coming up. Anyways, uh, that was just uh, something fun to kick off the tournament early on. Number nine on my top ten list of things we did in Boise, the Matador. There's only one restaurant we really ever go to outside of the arena. It's not because we're picky, stingy, or we don't have broad horizons. It's that most of the time when we're emerging from uh, inside Idaho Central Arena, it's well after 10.30, if not 11 o'clock at night, and uh, we didn't even get out of there the last two nights because of the, the late semis and the late finals. But the Matador is this awesome Mexican restaurant. 
And uh, that's one of the only places we ever get a, a chance to actually uh, hit up because they do have this late happy hour where they serve a little bit of food. So <laughs> I always miss the Matador when I don't have it and uh, love going there when we get back at to Boise every year. Number eight, the marching bands and the music. I thought that uh, the Big Sky Congress did a great job with their event coordination. Um, the Spirit of the West marching band for Montana State, outstanding. The University of Idaho band, outstanding. And the uh, the high school band that subbed in and played at a couple games, including the Grizz game, was also outstanding. That was super fun. And then when there wasn't bands, they also had a really good DJ. Sometimes at events like this, you can tell they have a playlist of about 30 songs. And if you're one of the people that are at every single game, I mean, how many times can you hear Katy Perry? <laughs> it just makes your brain hurt. You know, the Eye of the Tiger or whatever that stupid song is. <laughs> But uh, to this weekend and this all, all week long, I thought that it was fun, unique, original, uh, sometimes surprising. Some of the songs they were playing, hardly any repeats. Uh, I thought it was great. I, I very much uh, enjoyed myself. It was Dow ESPN Radio, top 10 things that I experienced while we were in Boise, Idaho. Now the rest of these mostly are basketball-oriented. Esmeralda Morales, I'm telling you, is going to be one of the great players in Big Sky Conference women's basketball. She was already a second-team All-League pick this last season as a sophomore. She lit Montana State on fire. She was out of her mind in the first half of that game. She hit this step-back fadeaway at the shot clock buzzer and kind of just shrugged as she walked down the court. And then she hit another dagger with a a hand right in her face. She is an unbelievably uh, talented scorer and shooter and... uh, Portland State, definitely one of the most improved teams in the league. Them going from 0-20 in league play to the semifinals this last year and knocking out the defending champions in Montana State. So much of it has to do with Esmeralda Morales, uh, sophomore point guard for Portland State, uh, out of Spanaway, Washington, and uh, she's just super fun to watch. Number six, Auden Moody. Uh, the guy has become the ultimate showman for the Montana Grizzlies. He's so fun to watch. I, I just, you know, a part of me thinks that the finality of his journey being over would have made the moment even more sweet, and it would have made the ending even more heartbreaking too. But the fact that he's likely going to get a seventh year and come back to play at Montana next year, I mean, huge advantage for the Grizz, for sure. He's an amazing player. And uh, I just thought to watch him sort of recapture the joy he plays basketball with during the second half of the season and and how big that was for Montana uh, as they won 8 out of 10 uh, down the stretch and won a tournament game. The Grizz, they turned a corner. And, you know, it's hard to say because the Grizz, their program advantages and their program prestige, they shouldn't ever have to turn a corner, but that's just the way life works. Sometimes it ebbs and flows. Sometimes programs lose their way for a minute. Montana certainly did lose its way. Uh, I'm not ready to say they're all the way back, but I do think they're on the way back, and I think Anand Moody is a... uh, a key factor in that. My number five best thing I saw in Boise, well, the uh, all-conference awards and, and teams dropped on uh, the first day of the tournament. And the talk of the first day of the tournament when all the lower seeds were playing was, well, how did Dylan Jones of Weber State not get the MVP? How did Steel Ventures get it? Eastern Washington, the undisputed outright Big Sky Conference champions. Steel Ventures, not only the most prolific scorer for Eastern, but also was a clutch shot maker. I mean, his three against Montana State lifted the Eagles to a win in Bozeman. His three over Sac State 
helped Eastern put away the Hornets. Ventures is a great story. A, a walk-on out of Ellensburg, Washington, who redshirted, and then two years later transforms uh, into one of the great uh, players in the big sky in men's hoops. But there, there was a lot of scuttle about maybe he didn't deserve the MVP. Well, about four minutes into Easter Washington's first game, which, by the way, they did lose, and we'll get to that here in just a minute. But Steel Venters rose up and put Tom Wistershill's kid on a poster. Jack Wistershill is a good player for Northern Arizona. He's the Big Sky Conference Commissioner's son. And that's just an interesting detail. It really has nothing to do with Venters making a statement because I think Venters was going to rise up on dunk on anybody. But it was just funny because Venters is sort of uh, seen as this quiet, unassuming, slick shooting scorer. But to watch him rise up and bang one down and put somebody on a poster, uh, it was cool. And uh, it was sort of like, uh, hey, remember when you guys thought I wasn't supposed to be the MVP? MVP me this. It was uh, it was a good moment. It was it was fun for Steel Vendors to see that. Number four moment from Boise. How about just Jalen Cohn's sweet jump shot? I mean, if you see the guy live and in person, that's one of the craziest parts about being at these tournaments is you're just around the players all the time and, you know, it's like what I always try to reemphasize to all, all the sports fans, especially of college sports out there. These guys are just kids, man. They're just such young men. Uh, but they're, they're not, I mean, just funny and joking around and, and just, you know, they have a certain, element, uh, certain element, excuse me, of maturity, but there's also a certain element of, you know, still being 19. But one of the things you realize riding in the elevators with them and walking down the hall with them and stuff is just how tall they are. I mean, it sounds cliche, but I mean, they're just so tall. Well, guess who's not tall? Jalen Cohn. He's so short. He's like staggeringly short. But not when he's playing basketball. His ability to rise up on his jump shot is is unreal. And I thought his shooting performance and how well he played against Montana in the semifinals uh, was the key to NAU getting over the top against the Grizzlies, getting into uh, the tournament championship game. Speaking of NAU, my number three moment from Boise was NAU's buzzer beater. How about Oakland Fort? He had one of the great tournaments of any player in the league this last week. He's a true freshman, and uh, he's certainly a uh, burgeoning star in this league. And uh, I thought his buzzer beater against Eastern was absolutely one of the moments of the tournament. I mean, his number one play on SportsCenter, it knocked off the top seed. And what sweet redemption for Northern Arizona. I mean, they lost on buzzer beaters three different times during the regular season. They lost by a single possession, I think six other times. I mean, they had so many heartbreakers. And uh, so for them to get a sweet buzzer-beating win and keep their season alive and knock out the top seed, certainly one of the moments in the tournament. New Orleans announcer, Big Sky Spotlight, presented by Dave Maldonado, Maldonado Law. You don't want to fight the insurance companies. The insurance companies are in the biggest cities. they got the biggest buildings. They, they have that for a reason. It is not too... Uh, your advantage whatsoever to want to battle the insurance companies on your road. Dave has extensive experience in criminal defense. He's one of the best trial lawyers in the state of Montana. And if you have any sort of personal injury needs, you don't want to battle the insurance companies on your own. Visit BigSkyDefender.com to see how Maldonado Law can help you. My number two moment from my time in Boise just the majesty of Raekwon battle. What an unbelievable athlete. What an unbelievable player. What an unbelievable spokesman for his native people, not just the tribe he comes from in Western Washington, but also uh, just the ability to sort of take on that spotlight and that platform 
for Native people around the state of Montana as well and all over the country. I mean, he is arguably the best Native American men's basketball player right now in Division I college basketball. He was the tournament MVP uh, for Montana State, and I thought his play late in the first half where he swooped in and got a loose ball and not only got it, but then took one dribble, blew past his defender. He got the ball right at half court. And he blew past the defender with one dribble and rose up and tomahawk dunked it. I thought at that moment, you could tell Montana State was not going to be denied of a second consecutive trip uh, to the NCAA tournament. Uh, Pretty amazing. He's an unbelievable kid, but he's also an unbelievable athlete. He's definitely one of the most purely, truly, naturally gifted players I've seen in my 17 years covering the Big Sky Conference. And I think he's got big things ahead of him. And then my number one, and I know I say this a lot when we come back from these big events where we just work so much and work so hard, but my top moment from Boise was just the great work of our team here at ESPN MT as well as SkylineSportsMT.com. Uh, the the passion and execution that my brother, Brooks Duanez, co-founder of Skyline Sports, can, can get to and sustain at these tournaments is unbelievable. He takes all the photographs for the entire Big Sky Conference. Pretty much every photo you see on any school's Twitter accounts, men and women's hoops, and all the Big Sky Twitter accounts, all of it. Every single one of those photos is his. He provides so much um, unbelievable art and content for this league, it's just hard to believe. Andrew Houghton, our producer here at ESPN MT, as well as a contributing writer at Skyline, he wrote so many great features. I mean, he was sending me 2,000-word features every single day, just busting them out, cranking them out. So much good content, SkylineSportsMT.com. And... Got to say thanks to Jeff Safford as well. I mean, he sat behind the glass while we were away. He produced all the bits and, and sound bites and sports centers that we were sending his way. So that's my number one thing is just uh, having such a, a strenuous, challenging, but also a fulfilling week of, of grinding, week of, week of uh, putting together what, what I believe is no question the best coverage in the Big Sky Conference, and I couldn't do it with all of, that, all of them. It's always fun doing it alongside of all of our colleagues as well. I mean, we're in competition with each other, but it's still fun hanging out with all the folks, especially the ones from Montana that you get to know a little bit and uh, spend some time doing stuff outside of the working world uh, with some of these fine folks. Here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna, to uh, come back to the Big Sky Men's Basketball Championship game, and we'll hear a variety of feedback from Danny Sprinkle, Raekwon Battle, Jabril Bello, and uh, Northern Arizona. But I want to just take one minute and um, talk some high school stuff. So, here, first of all, here's the scores that I've been able to round up at this exact moment. From the Class AA Boys Tournament, Kalispell Glacier had no trouble with Billings Skyview, 65-48. Billings West drilled Missoula Big Sky, 62-34. In AA Girls, the Missoula Hellgate Girls got past Bozeman Gallatin, 64-52. In Class A Boys, Dillon beat Glendive, 57-46. Butte Central and Columbia Falls... Uh, was going last time I checked, but I think I saw a final. Butte Central won. I'll give you the final score uh, in just a minute. And in Class A girls, the Harden girls upset the Dillon girls, 70-57. to And then Laurel, the fourth seed out of the East, they beat Frenchtown, the number one seed out of the West, 42, or excuse me, 47-44. So Frenchtown did lose their first game in the state tournament, but they were the Western A Divisional Champion. Andrew Houghton caught up with Tim Yeager, the head coach of the Frenchtown Bronx earlier this week. So uh, th- this will have a little bit of a tinge of them having not played in the state tournament yet. 
Uh, but still pr- pretty similar in terms of what the talking points are. They still are uh, the Western A Divisional Champs. Here's Tim Yeager from uh, the Frenchtown girls basketball team. Excited to get back into the high school basketball coverage on Nuanez now. We're bringing you interviews from across the state as divisional tournaments wrap up. Joining us now for Garden City Spotlight presented by the Missoula Electric Co-op. It's Frenchtown girls head coach Tim Yeager. The Bronx coming off a win in the Western A Divisional Tournament over the weekend. Beat Hamilton in the championship game on Saturday. Tim, first off, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for reaching out. What a run through the division tournament there. Three A's over the weekend. Beat Columbia Falls in the first round. Beat Browning to advance to the championship game. And then beat Hamilton. And this was a, a, a really tough divisional tournament field this year because uh, you got Browning, you got Hamilton, uh, you got Dillon. You guys had actually lost to all three of those teams earlier in the season. But to beat Browning and then to come back and beat Hamilton in the championship game, just what was that experience like? I mean... Going into the divisional tournament, we knew we were pretty battle-tested just with our schedule this year. I mean, to start the year, we first game of the year was Browning, and, you know, we, we went into that game knowing it was going to be tough, and, and we were kind of a, a newer team with some, with some new bodies. And, uh, you know, we lost that first game by 20, but I knew when we walked in that locker room after the game and I saw the look in their eyes, it wasn't, they weren't discouraged by it. I mean, we hung. That was a seven-point game until about the last five minutes we kind of ran out of gas and and i knew when i looked in my team's eyes after that game that they were hungry they wanted more and they knew that they could they could play with anybody at that point because browning is a dang good basketball team and and then we went to harden or excuse me lockwood and we played lockwood and harden two really good teams from the east and kind of the same thing we 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 found out you know what kind of style of game we need to play in order to be successful in those types of games and learned a lot of lessons and that's kind of what we did all year is we just we, we took every game as a lesson and um, learned from it analyzed it and just worked every day to get better so like you said you had browning in the first game of the season you come back you get them in the divisional tournament semifinals walk me through that game what was the mindset going into it uh knowing how tough of a team they were and how'd you guys pull that one out to advance to the championship game i mean we we knew going into the divisional tournament that we had to beat three really good teams i mean we know Coach Finberg down there in Columbia Falls would have his girls ready, and uh, they gave us a great game, and we kind of pulled away late in that one. And then going into that semifinal game, we we uh, we knew what the what the task at hand was. We knew that the crowd was going to be big and not in our favor, and that there was going to be some adversity and some that they were definitely going to go on a run. We jumped on them pretty early, and uh, we were never satisfied though. We were never comfortable with our lead. That was that was uh, one thing that we talked about before the game and. Um, I was just really proud of the girls, how they handled the pressure, the crowd. Um, they just stuck together, and it was it was an amazing win for our girls, and it was an amazing moment for our Frenchtown girls basketball program. And then that takes you into the championship game plan for a division championship against Hamilton, another team you, you had played close against early in the season. You lost to them in late January. Uh, walk me through that game and how you guys were able to pull that one out. Yeah, Hamilton's a team we're really familiar with. I mean, Laney Kearns and Terrence Serrell, they're, uh, they're two players that have given us a lot of problems these last four years, and, and they have all of our respect, and Coach Nelson down there does a great job with them. And so we knew coming in that whatever happened in the regular season didn't matter. They were going to come out ready to go. And um, really this weekend was about knowing 
that we had to respect our opponent, but also knowing that if we stuck together and took care of business, we could we could have a very good chance at winning this thing. That's what our girls did. They just they fought through adversity. They stuck together and uh, leaned on each other, and it was it was nice because we had Sadie Smith who went for 21 in the semifinal, and then. Hamilton knows her well, and they weren't going to let her beat her. They double and triple teamed her, and she was perfectly okay, only scoring two points and being able to rebound and kick it out and play great defense. And that's kind of been our motto: if if you try to shut one girl down, we can have we have other weapons that that can step up for us. And and our girls have bought into to just being a true team and super unselfish group. They don't care who gets the credit; they just want to win. And it, it really showed this last weekend. Tim Yeager, head coach of the Frenchtown girls basketball team. The Bronx beat Hamilton 49-42 on Saturday to take the Western Class A Divisional Championship. Tim, just what was the, the emotions like after that game, after you you get it done, you know you're advancing to state, you, you knock off Hamilton? Um, must have been a pretty emotional uh, couple minutes there. Oh, it was extremely emotional. I mean, this is being my fifth year, we've, we've worked hard at it. I've had a group of girls who have bought in and they've, they've relied on each other. I mean, the amount of work we put in this summer and the amount of work we put in the weight room. Um, we had a pretty early exit last year. Unfortunately, we had some injuries pretty late in the year last year, and our girls uh, took it personal, and, and they made the conscious choice that they were going to do something about it, and they didn't want to feel that, that feeling again, and they, uh, they definitely were rewarded for their hard work. Yeah, and tell me a little bit more about the group of girls that you had this year. Just uh, what would you like about your team this year? Well, we have a uh, we have a three year starter in Sadie Smith, who's kind of been our anchor. She's she's uh, been offered by Tech and Carol, and she's a she's only a junior, and she's a she's a great leader on and off the floor. She she's a communicator. She talks. She's always she's I don't think she's missed a practice this year, and and she's done the little things for us and been a great leader for us. Uh, and um, we had two two girls who their dad got transferred at the Farm Bureau, and they came from from Cheyenne and they've played in big games and they just their, their presence and their leadership is uh has been huge and that's the Kaufman sisters and they've just came and fit right in and that was part of it we're just learning how to play to play with each other and then you, I mean when you have a six one freshman who can play one through five and understands the game like Mason Quinn it, it it's uh it makes for a tough matchup on the other team and it's just a, it's a really unselfish group of girls, and it's not just those three. I mean, it's our entire our entire practice is competitive. You know, we have a we have a group of JV girls who had a really good year that give us a really good look in practice, and it's just a, it's a it's an incredible thing when you have really good kids and really good basketball players, and you know they're all good students. They're all on the honor roll. It's just a, I'm a really lucky guy to coach this group of girls. Coach of the Frenchtown girls basketball team. They lost. That interview was recorded before uh, they played today. They did lose in the first round to Laurel, 47-44. But Frenchtown's still alive. Number one team out of the West and uh, a Western A divisional championship. Nothing uh, to scoff at. We'll talk all things Big Sky Conference men's basketball championship. We'll hear from Danny Sprinkle, Raekwon Battle, Jabril Bellow, and more. Right after this, keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. 
Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. No, it's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Some more high school scores for you. I told you yesterday on the show that Butte Bozeman was going to be a great game in the first round of the Western Double A or of the uh, Class Double A tournament uh, between the Butte High Bulldogs uh, out of the West and the Bozeman Hawks out of the East, and uh, that's been playing out. This tournament's in Butte. Butte got off to a great start. They're up twenty to twelve at the beginning or at the end of the first quarter, and uh, Bozeman though has since rallied. They're up sixty four fifty seven. About four minutes to go. And now 66-57 uh, with about three minutes to play. My Twitter just uh, refreshed. So uh, we'll get you as many scores as we possibly can. The news of the day, though, Montana State going dancing again. It's our Montana State Minute presented by JNV Restaurant Supply. JNV Restaurant Supply, your home for everything kitchen. Whether you're a bear, a bobcat, an eagle, or a scotty, JNV has everything you need for that next big family gathering, holiday party, potluck, whatever. Visit jvrestaurant.com or swing into one of their three great locations. Bozeman, Billings, Great Falls, JNV Restaurant Supply, your home for everything kitchen. Montana State, an 85 78 win over Northern Arizona to sew up their second consecutive Big Sky Conference tournament title. Bobcats headed back to the NCAA tournament. For the second year in a row, it's the first time in school history that they've ever accomplished that feat. Here's Montana State head men's basketball coach Danny Sprinkle. His instant reaction following the win. What an unbelievable basketball game. I mean, I look at our three semifinal games that we've had from Southern Utah to Weber last year tonight. I mean, my goodness. I, I don't know if I can take any more of these semifinal games, but I thought... Uh, twice the same thing. So that was actually from the uh, the... Semi-final, but let's hear from Raekwon Baljabril uh, Bello on going dancing. Montana State's two-star players. What's, what's your favorite part about that trophy you got sitting next to you? That I won it with my team, man. And so was, I didn't do this by myself. This is this is with the team. So I, you know, I'm I'm just happy I, I was able to win another ring and you know do it with my best friend here, you know Jabril, and you know one of my favorite coaches of all time, Coach Sprink. So you know it just means more than you know more than more than words, really. And Jabril, we talked a couple days ago about just how challenging it was to to run it back and chase the second straight championship. Now that you got it done, I mean, what did it take and how does it feel? Um, it, I mean, it took everything. 
Um, you know, we've been slaving since June. Guys running 55s, 88s, 44s, and, you know, doing something that's never been done before is a feeling that you can't even speak of. You know, doing it with your best guys, your best friends, with this amazing coach telling me that, you know, this is going to come. And now seeing it come to life is just, you know, it's, it's mesmerizing, honestly. Raekwon Battle, 25 points in the championship game to earn tournament MVP honors. Jarrell Bella, 14 points to join Battle on the all-tournament team. Jalen Cohn, Carson Tout of Northern Arizona were also on the all-tournament team, as was Grizz guard Onan Moody, um, as well as Weber State forward Dylan Jones. I also thought Xavier Fuller of NAU might have a case to be on the all-tournament team as well. Whenever there's a winner, there's always somebody on the other side as well. The bitter taste of defeat. Here's Northern Arizona. An epic run. The first number eight, number nine seed, excuse me, ever to play for the Big Sky Tournament title. And uh, they came up just short. But still a uh, a march to remember for NAU. Here's Shane Burkhardt, Xavier Fuller, following the game. It's my 25th year of coaching. And, you know, I don't rank the teams, but this is a very special group. And I just told them in the locker room, this will be the team, the 22-23 team. That'll be part of that. Like, well, when did when did NAU basketball flip for consistency, not just a special season? And you know what? Some of the naysayers will say, "Well, well, you still finished ninth, but they don't know what's going on inside our locker room, on our campus, and uh, just the character of our guys." And to make this run, um, you know, it says everything about them. I, I think you know the biggest compliment I've ever gotten coaching is that I love my players, and there's no different today. It's really hard to sit up here. Knowing we didn't reach our final goal with uh, Xavier Fuller, who I've known since he was a little kid with his goggles on, you know, and Jalen Cohn, who who took a chance in our program coming from the ACC and Virginia Tech, and you know what? If he comes back, he'll break every scoring record uh, at NAU and, you know, hopefully hang a banner. But the other thing I want to say is uh, Nick Maines. Uh, Nick Maine's somebody that if you talk about our program, starts there. And when we start hanging banners up at the walk-up Sky Dome, these guys, you know, and Xavier Fuller, Keith Heyman, Nick Maine's will be a big reason for that. Xavier, that was an amazing run. Uh, what was it like to go through it, and uh, how disappointed is it for it to end? Yeah, I mean, I think we, you know, shocked the world, honestly, just knowing, you know, what our seed was and, you know, just seeing my guys every day and, and seeing Coach every day, that's – that was the brightness of my day every day. So, you know, I going to battle with them was the best thing I've ever been a part of in my collegiate career, and I'll, I'll, I'm grateful for that. No one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app, MSU, into the NCAA tournament for the second year in a row. One of the hardest things in sports is repeating as champion, especially when you return a huge core of your guys and everybody knows that you're the team to beat. you got a target on your back. Everybody's swinging for you at all times, and that's exactly what Montana State had to endure this year. Jabril Bello, I mean, he could have left this last offseason. He could have transferred. He could have probably got him played pro ball overseas, uh, but he didn't. He stuck it out. He stayed. Rayquan Battle, I mean, he had a bad experience at Washington. He couldn't figure it out in the classroom. He had a hard time acclimating socially. He found his way at Montana State, and uh, he had patience. He was the top reserve in the league last year and then emerged as one of the top stars in the conference this season. These two guys are, are great stories, and they love each other, and uh, 
That's why Montana State's where they're at. Here's Raekwon Battle, Jabril Bello on breaking down what it was like to try to repeat and then finally accomplishing the goal. The hardest part, um, I was just saying keeping uh, like chipping away at everything. You know, there's times where we, we should have lost games, but there's like we just pulled it out. You know, we figure we figure out ways to win. And even last year, you know, we figure out ways to win. And, you know, that's, that's the culture that we have. And I'll say that's one of the hardest things is maintaining that throughout the whole year, throughout the whole season. And the best part is now. You know, you, you stress and you work and you put your heart, blood, sweat, and tears every single day into this game. And, you know, we do it for this, we do it for the net, and we do it for the trophy, and we do it for each other. I mean, just general thoughts from you, Jabril. I mean, you're going dancing again, so well, how does it feel? I'm excited, you know. You know, last year I was injured, and um, I don't think I get I got to experience it or enjoy it as much as I really wanted to, you know, being hurt. So I'm excited, you know, I get to go with my, my best friends, my my brothers, man, like, I mean, we get to live it up, honestly. You know, I, I got two on the I got another ring coming. You know, I'm, 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 I'm just lit, man, right now. <laughs> they were certainly excited. They were on the same floor as us at the hotel. Uh, they definitely stayed up later than I did. I didn't go to bed till 3-something in the morning. So, uh, congratulations to uh, Montana State's men's basketball team. They do lose a couple players from this squad. They still have the NCAA tournament to play. Uh, but Bello is sort of a rarity, a guy that is a a high major talent who has had a great career in Bozeman and absolutely certainly could have left, and uh, he didn't. He stayed, and it's meant the world to the Montana State program. Here's his head coach on exactly how much he has meant. The four years he's put in, it's been hard. I mean, it's been a grind. Like he 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 came in and he believed when there there wasn't much in our program, and uh, for him to continue to believe in him to to lead every day. You know, we have shirts to say mindset, you know, with the Montana State M on them. And it came from a team meeting where Jabril, that's all he talked about. He was like, our mindset has to be this on the court. Our mindset has to be this off the court, in the classroom. And so I, I put it in big letters in our locker room if you've ever been in there. You know, it says mindset, and we make shirts of it. And uh, But that's who he is. Like, he, he has that mindset to dominate every aspect of his life. And... He's the most unselfish superstar, I can tell you, in this league. That's probably played in this league. To, to do the stuff that he's done, and he's just all about his teammates all the time, doesn't care if he scores, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And just I've been to his house in, in London, and I've, I've been with his family, and I know how much this means to them, and I know what he's been through. And not a lot of people can do what he's been through and get to where he is right now and have that character. And so super proud of him. Montessi Minute, presented by JV Restaurant Supply. Visit jvrestaurant.com. couple more thoughts just on the big picture of what this all means for the Bobcats and the Big Sky Conference. Plus, what does Montessi State think of headed to the NCAA tournament? They don't know their draw yet, but they do have some thoughts on the broad uh, next step within the scope of this season. We'll do that next to wind down. Hour number one here on Nuanas Now. Keep it right here at ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. 
Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. It's Nuanas Now. Thanks so much for joining us. Whether you're tuning in on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, or the ESPN MT app, I am Coulter Nuanas. Our tournament takeover continues. We'll be headed to the Class AA State Tournament tomorrow in Butte, Montana. We'll be uh, shacking up at Metals Bar uh, there uh, in Uptown Butte, and uh, then we'll be covering some games throughout the evening. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to a weekend filled of uh, with, with more hoops. Tournament takeover presented in part by Uptop Clothing. Visit teamuptop.com and use the uh, promo code ESPN5. You'll get five bucks off any and all of your orders. Uptop will also be the presenting sponsor of our remote broadcast from Butte tomorrow. It's uh, Uptop's of Butte Origins. The Anderson brothers, Luke Anderson, uh, the founder, Colt Anderson, one of my good friends. And uh, again, it's also been involved with Uptop Clothing as well. And uh, it's a great family-owned and uh, Montana-made business. So visit TeamUptop.com and use the promo code ESPN5. A huge moment for Montana State to, to be able to ascend and then reascend. And it's particularly, I think, sweet for the Bobcats because of the man leading the way. Danny Sprinkle is a Helena, Montana product. He's one of the great players in their program's history. And how about this? Montana State, after last night's 85-78 victory over Northern Arizona in the Big Sky Tournament Championship game, they now have 23 Big Sky Tournament wins. 13 of those have come when Danny Sprinkle was either a player or the head coach. They only have 10 otherwise. Pretty amazing uh, for Coach Sprinkle uh, to be leading his alma mater uh, at such a high level. Let's hear from Coach Sprinkle, just on uh, putting this thing into perspective. Just where you've come from and, and you personally, what does this mean to you? Not just winning this championship, but to be able to lead these young men and, and do it year in and year out and grow these guys and, and, and grow this brand for this school. What does it yeah. mean to you personally to be, to be a part of that? I mean, it means everything. It really does. It, uh, to be able to have the influence that we can as coaches and leaders on the players, like that's, that's, that's more important than these championships, to be honest. And, you know, to see these guys graduate and to see Jabril next year and when he goes and he's successful in whatever he does, like that's, that's why you take jobs and positions like this. Yeah, it's to coach them hard and get them better in basketball and all that, but it's also to, you know, even guys that I've had to transfer, you know, we had a kid, Kellen Tynes, who, I mean, I loved a kid to death, you know, Borja Fernandez, they're texting me, like, Borja wanted to come to Boise, you know, and these are kids that transferred out of our program, but they knew they were loved and they know we still love them. Like once you come in, you're part of it for life. And, you know, I enjoy calling Kellen Tynes when he gets player of the week at Maine, you know, and, you know, BJ Shabazz, who was first team at MSU Billings, like it's, it's not just what during their time at MSU, it's way beyond that. And, you know, I mentioned the other night uh, about Joseph Frazier who passed away tonight, um, which is hard, but, you know, I know he's in a better place, and, you know, this championship's for you, Joseph. I know he's up in heaven celebrating the night, and uh, he left an impact on me, and I hope I left an impact on him. 
Springfield talked about Joseph Frazier, one of his former players. Uh, he didn't say if it was at, from Cal State Northridge or Cal State Fullerton. I'm unsure. Uh, but a guy, I don't know what was going on with him, some sort of medical issue, and then he was on life support, and uh, they took him off life support. So certainly an emotional moment uh, for Coach Sprinkle. I don't know if anybody could have possibly thought that when Danny Sprinkle took over at Montana State that he would raise their level to the to the place where, I mean, let's put this in perspective. Teams that have gone to back-to-back NCAA tournaments over the last, I mean, really in the history of the Big Sky Conference. it's It's been... Weber State and Montana have done it a couple times each. Uh, Portland State did it during the Ken Bone years uh, when they had Jeremiah Dominguez. And that's it. I mean, Eastern has been to the NCAA tournament twice, uh, but those were not the same groups of guys. Going back-to-back is incredibly hard. I mean, I'm trying to really actually rack my brain right now. The Grizz, I think, have actually only gone back-to-back twice, including once under Travis DeCure about five and six years ago. So it's an amazing accomplishment, and and given the challenges of the MSU basketball program when Sprinkle took over, I, again, I just don't know if anybody ever thought it would rise to this level. I thought that he would be an improvement. I thought he would have defined strategies on how to, to win at a higher level at Montana State because he was just more familiar with what it had taken in the past. He had been on some of their better teams in the 90s, played for Mick Durham, and he'd just been around it when they'd had, had – uh, Wins uh, when they when they'd had a winning culture, uh, but that was sort of gone. Uh, you know, Brad Hughes was sort of stuck in mediocrity for his nine years as the head coach there at Montana State, and then and Brian Fish, I had a lot of talent, but also just so much volatility. And so Sprinkle came in and uh, he cleaned up what was I mean, kind of a mess. They just had a, sort of apathy and and just a weird culture, and, and Sprinkle quickly. Redefine that culture. Here's more from Montana State's head men's basketball coach after punching a second straight ticket to the NCAA tournament. I know you had shirts in the preseason also, if you want to talk about shirt slogans, that said no one cares. Yeah. No one cares that you won last year. Uh, maybe no one cares that you won you know, two in a row by the time next season yep. starts. But to have They don't. One, Bobcat Nation does and, and our community does. That's about it. But, but to have two in a row now, yep. um, some people have to care and, and they have to take notice. What has Montana State, you know, really big picture, accomplished in the last two, three years? Yeah, you know, I think, I mean, I think we've got, you know, the respect of the college basketball landscape, you know, a little bit. I mean, it's really hard for us to find games. You know, not a lot of people want to play us right now. And, you know, I take that as a sign of respect. We still have to play games, you know, and I take credit for, you know, like Arizona played us. Like, yeah, it's a hard game, but that's what you sign up for when you come to Montana State and you play Division One basketball. You want to compete against those teams. And I think playing those type of games like at Oregon, at Grand Canyon, you know, the tournament in Montreal is three tremendous mid-major teams. And it all was built to build us for March, you know, to build for these three days. You know, and we talk about, like I talk a lot about, and I don't shy away from it, like, hey, there's 47 days till championship night. There's 23 days, and I remind these guys every time because I want them thinking. I want them thinking big picture too. We're gonna get better today, but I want them thinking about this day, 9:30 p.m. You know, I sent them. I had it in my calendar on my phone, and I'd send them screenshots every time it popped up on my phone. You know, to remind them because, you know, Great even said it last night. Like, our big, you got to be there before you get there. You know, you have to be. You have to see yourself holding that net, the graffiti coming down before it happens. And you have to, you have to like truly believe that. And, 
you know, it helps when you have, you know, some high-character guys that really believe in the same vision that you do. Coach, if we go back to your maybe your introductory <laughs> press conference, and if I would have told you then that this is what would have happened in your first four years, you know, three three tournaments, three, you know, going to the championship and two, like, what, what do you think you would have said? I mean, I, being 100% honest, I don't know if I, I told <laughs> Leon, it was like, I knew we were going to be good, and I knew we'd win a championship. To say we'd win two in the first four years, I don't know. Especially, we've only had three tournaments the first year we got canceled. And I, I really believe we're built to be a good tournament team. And uh, But, you know, I believe in my ability, and I believe in my players and the staff. And, and you know, I, don't even, I think I'll, this will be my sixth or seventh NCAA tournament. And I've learned under some great mentors – you know, starting with my parents, but Coach Braswell, Diedrich Taylor, guys like that, where I saw the work that they did and I saw how our teams came together and the teams that played for championships, like I took note of what those teams did. And so I knew when I got the job what we had to do to get our program to that point. Dave, doing this at your alma mater, I mean, this is now, I mean, I think inarguably the greatest run in Montana State basketball history, so... Has awesome. that has that sunk into you? And what, I mean, what does that mean it, to be the it guy? It hasn't yet. It hasn't yet. But it's uh, and I don't know if it will sink in for a long time because I just like I tell our guys like I'm just trying to get better tomorrow, you know. And now it's probably after midnight now. I don't know what it is, but like our slogan, rent's due tomorrow. You know, like we have another game to play too. We're gonna celebrate this and we're gonna enjoy this. And I'll probably instead of just one night, we'll probably enjoy this for a couple nights. But then we gotta we gotta work, you know. Like we gotta continue to try and take a next step. We gotta try and win a game in the tournament. You know, I don't know when the last time a team won a game from our league in the tournament, but somebody's gonna do it. Why not be us? Well, last time the Big Sky Conference won a NCAA tournament game in men's basketball came in 2006. Montana beat Nevada that year. It is the longest drought of all the leagues in the country for NCAA tournament wins. Comes with a caveat because. Play-in games do count as wins. So there's a couple leagues out there that have had wins in the 16-16 game to then go have the right to play the one seed. So, you know, beggars can't be choosers. The Big Sky has not been in a play-in game, so I think that's probably... I don't know, actually. That's probably a conversation for tomorrow and maybe even into next week. Is it better for the Big Sky Conference men's champion to play in the play-in game and have an opportunity to get a win, but then have to go play a one seed, or to just be in this perpetual cycle of getting 13 to 15 seeds and getting beat by power fives. I'm not sure. We're up against it. We're into the 5 o'clock hour. So we have a couple more thoughts from Danny Sprinkle just on the draw and, and what the NCAA tournament might hold, but we'll save that probably for tomorrow's show. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you. Enough talk about the men's side. How about the women's side? Sac State, they are rolling. I don't know if anybody thought they're going to be rolling this quickly, this hard. First time ever to the NCAA tournament. Our final around the big sky in women's hoops for the 2023 basketball season. Crystal Redpath in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. That's next. Keep it right here. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.